0: Welcome to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz, and this podcast is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. I would like to thank Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I'd also like to thank St. Croix, the best rods on earth, and daiwa They've got your bass covered. Today, my first guest is going to be Dan Johnston. We are talking about changing industry the sport fishing industry changes every couple of years there's new products there's new designs and things there's new materials listen to this conversation it's a great one and then i am talking to kevin brandon he is the founder and executive director of Real Guppy Outdoors and several other organizations. He does a lot of good. He goes by communitykevin.com. You can check him out there, listen to what he has to say. And then, this man has been on before. He was on after he won back-to-back Bassmaster Championships Classics. Jordan Lee... He's going to tell you about his journey and where he's going. But first, I'd like to remind you that this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. And I'd also like to welcome back Dan Johnson. How you doing, Dan? Doing great, Dave. That's good to hear. Uh, our industry, you and I have been in it for decades, so now we're going to also tell everybody how old we are. Uh, but we've been in it for decades, been doing it a long time. A lot of things are different a lot of things are changing, and I think a lot of things are going to continue to change in, in the sport fishing world.
1: Yeah, it's, it, you know, I can speak certainly on behalf of the rod side. I mean, when it, when I started at St. Croix, you know, 25 years ago, and, and even prior to that, when I was in retail, um, a seven-foot rod was a long rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's, it's wheelhouse. Uh, I would call it average, uh, you know, so rod length has changed every aspect in every touch point in our industry. I could speak factually about having changed. Uh, And give you specific examples to it. Not only from technology, um, but a lot of it is based on trends. And manufacturers chasing trends, whether it's forward facing, side imaging. Uh, When the power pole came out, you know you can stop your boat in two foot of water in in a windy beaver dam. You know rods, reels, lines. All everybody starts thinking of what can we do to maximize this thing. And the ultimate beneficiary, like we've said so many times, is the angler. And I had of every confidence you know a couple of years from now we'll be talking about changes that we didn't even know existed yet so it's super super cool um and it makes certainly makes us keep our eye on the ball um and I think if you had a line manufacturer represented here on this podcast or a boat manufacturer would be a great example on and you know any any of the touch points out there not only have things changed but in the vast majority of cases they've been changes that have benefited the angler
0: Absolutely. All the all the production um, makes it uh, better for them. The colors think of think of the colors of lures today and the finishes and the the iridescence and uh, everything that's added to them. And the multi-tone, it's not a one solid color bait anymore with, uh, you know, just a white belly painted on it. Uh, It's pretty crazy how lifelike everything is.
1: Well, yeah, and you know, how about when, like, powder jig paint came out? How mm. much easier that made us to, you know, made it for us to paint 500 jig heads if we're doing it? Or, you know, how about the electric fillet knife, the advances in those over 20 years ago? Um, and, and, again, we can just go on and on. And And not only is it the products themselves, but it's the way in which we use the products. Like, look at the FG knot. That wasn't even on the map 10 years ago. And now it's the knot all of us tie for braid to fluoro if we want the slimmest, strongest knot with light line, braid to floro. So, you know, the, so the line manufacturers are thinking, what can we do to make these trends better? The trends certainly drive the products. And then there's also all kinds of applications once the products are on the market to make them even better. So it's a continuously spinning wheel in a really cool way, but it's super fast paced it, it um, is know, just, yeah it, there's no doubt it, 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 it on the rod side all the advancements in materials and you know reduced weights and increased strengths and resins and 3d printing and all the other, you know, all these things that come out that just make us better at what we do and again the angler benefits because of it
0: yeah and the combinations of of materials used in the rods i think that's the one of the latest greatest things to have you know uh different materials that make these rods stronger make them lighter make them be the right action since we are so specific technique and species specific on so many of these products
1: well iact glass i-a-c-t you can find it right on our website is stupid cool It, it put that deflection of glass in the weight and diameter of carbon and it's there's not very many models in it, but those that have figured that rod out, it, absolutely. Number one, you can throw it all day and not get worn out. The diameters are smaller. You can feel things way better than glass um, but the rod bends down really good when you pin them so that's just one example you know and there's a you know to the point we made earlier I mean it's it's all over the place look at the difference in quality of hooks on lures now (laughs) versus 20 years ago you know Um, everything we could talk about so it's rapidly changing you know the bass tournament circuits are changing and we look at all a lot of the young kids now and it's so cool the competitive nature of bass fishing is so inspirational and um you know a really good friend of mine uh Trey McKinney um who is we're blessed enough to have on our on our on our pro staff has achieved these levels that most people would dream of you know qualifying for the elites and i remember when that kid was a little 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 kid but he was
2: always asking questions always aspiring to be something greater than he even ever dreamed he could be and
1: kept his eye on the ball and i know there's thousands and thousands of kids out there um, that want to be the same thing. And how cool is that? You know, that that's like the ultimate um, satisfaction being, this, being in this industry is to see something kids are so motivated to do in such a healthy sport.
0: Yeah, and all of these high school and collegiate kids, um, I own a tackle store in Northern Illinois. For those that don't know that, uh, we sell live bait. We sell a lot of tackle. My store has uh, a lot of tackle in it. And uh, what I have seen as a trend... Uh, over the years is the high school and college and even the younger kids do not want to come in and buy live bait. They are watching the videos, watching the Bass universities, watching these TV programs to see and learn exactly how to do a technique, to know why they should use a glass rod, to know why they should throw this bait or that bait. And the live bait business has suffered because of it. These these kids are choosing to be the next Trey McKinney or being the next Kevin Van Damme or whatever. they. they they're working hard to become better fishermen.
1: Yeah, and it's on the crappie side, the walleye side, the musky side. You know, the, I, th- I think one thing, one big advantage of an industry, and I'm not saying all industries don't change because they all do. No question. Fishing industry, uh, the changes are so fast and they're so Um, rewarding because you can literally take a new technology and go out that day but like forward-facing sonar to me was just it was mind-blowing the first time I used it I thought there's no way this can be showing me what I think I'm seeing and now that I've had a couple years using it and gotten relatively proficient at it it's it's just lethal and I I wouldn't have dreamed of having something like that you know six seven years ago um so it's it, you know it, it's 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 a super cool time to be an angler and the way we're protecting our fisheries and the the, the advent of catch and release and all of these things it's just really i, I don't know i i like to see things half full in everything that i do and i certainly see the changes in the fishing industry reflecting of, of that too
0: Yeah, and I think uh, all across the country, I know when I've been traveling to do the Toyota Series uh, Northern Division stuff, these fisheries are are better and better and better. And that uh, you can see the fish that are getting caught and the amount of fish. And I think... Part of it may be the education of the angler. We're getting better uh, at figuring things out. Uh, seasonal patterns, uh, the right rods, the right reels, the right lines, all helps too. But I think the DNRs, uh, natural resource departments of all the states across the country and Canada have really taken care of the the fisheries, for us and and they're going to continue to do that because they have to.
1: Well, and that's kind of one of the points I'm trying to make. I mean, I don't know. My father may be listening to this when it airs, but I would I'd say to him, you know, I remember days when he was back in college, he's showing me pictures, pictures when he was in college of giant stringers of largemouth bass, you know, and we, we laugh about it now because I, I haven't kept a bass to kill it personally ever. And I'm not saying that's good or bad or right or wrong, but it's different. It's a mindset that has changed a lot. Muskie, look at how people take care of muskies catch and release now uh, with the cradle, you know, and the, you know, just handling, the handling of fish has been one of the, one of many changes that have benefited um, anglers today, but technology uh through through across, across all touch points i think has benefited it as well too uh it's made anglers more proficient and what happens then you get more people who want to fish and where does that money go into excise tax right yep. and it supports so th- there's a there's a really cool circle spinning here and the more people we get into this awesome sport the better
0: Absolutely. And I have a feeling we've talked about the changes in the industry before. And I have a feeling, uh, you know, uh, this podcast is on its eighth year of programming. And I have a feeling that in a year or two, we'll be able to talk about it. And there'll be things you and I haven't even thought about yet that we're going to get to discuss that has changed in the last couple of years going forward.
1: I guarantee it. I mean, I, I, like I said, I've been with St. Croix for 25 years, and there has not been one three-year span along that way, incrementally, all the way across, where there hasn't been some paramount change in the industry. And we could go back year by year and list them. They happen all the time, and, it's, and it'll happen again. And that's the, that's the that's the American spirit, man. It's really cool. I mean, people are just driving to be the best at what they can be, and co- competition is a really good thing. <laughs>
0: It is, and having you on every week or almost every week is a good thing because we always get good insight, good information. Thank you, Dan, and uh, looking forward to talking to you next week. Hey, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Oh, no problem. That was Dan Johnston. I am Dave Kranz, and this segment is always brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on Earth The we fish ASA podcast. We'll be right back. For over 75 years here at St. Croix, we believe every angler deserves the best fishing experience possible in being equipped and prepared for the moment opportunity strikes. You can only provide control if you are in control. Our legacy is being written every day, with decisions today determining our successes tomorrow. We value contributions and successes of all individuals, protecting and preserving the things that matter most, taking care of people like family. The Persistent Pursuit of Perfection, St. Croix.
2: Daiwa, MagForce Z. Similar design to our SV system. Reels with MagForce Z excel when it comes to casting control while fishing bigger, heavier baits. Our standard reels have a fixed rotor on the spool, meaning the braking pressure is consistent across the entirety of the cast. MagForce Z incorporates a spool that has a dynamic rotor that can adjust out and back from the spool. This gives you maximum control and casting precision.
0: Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. My next guest has a passion for the outdoors. He has a passion for getting others involved, families, kids. He's been on before. He is the founder and executive director of Real Guppy Outdoors. Welcome back, Kevin Brennan. Hey, man, what's going on?
4: What's going on? You know, uh, I'm just going to jump in real quick now. It's community Kev, community Kevin. That's what <laughs> kind of going with now. There you go. Uh, because uh, as many things have grown, we have one of the guys um, on the one of the local guys that drives his bike or rides his bike on the pier. he Yells out, uh, "Community Kev is doing his thing." Community Kev, community Kev. And then we took my logo from Royal Angler's Fishing Show, and uh, we kind of use it for the fishing show still. But community Kev, community Kevin.
0: There you go. Community, community Kevin, Kevin helps, Kevin. helps com. people. T- yeah. yeah, helps people <laughs> fish and give us a little update on uh, on what's going on.
4: Well, besides the community, kevin.com update. That's where you find all the real English fishing show that I do in the real guppy outdoors and nonprofit. I started in our podcast, real radio. Um, that's been one upgrade that we've done over the last couple months, but you know, we, we have a learning center now that we opened up. It's a multimedia studio and a learning center. And it's right here in, in Oxnard in the Channel Islands Harbor at Fisherman's Wharf. So we're able to do um, some different series that have kind of been in my brain for like six years. And I ran this program out of my house. And now that we have our own space, our own little um, area, uh, down on the harbor, we're able to start implementing some of that. So we have a Guppy, series, a Guppy Ranger series going on. We partner with the local university that has a research center out on the islands, and we have a couple of interns now. And we also partnered with Goodwill for them to send their youth as employees to our facility, so they're learning about outdoors, they're learning about multimedia, we've transitioned into a lot more elementary schools, we wrote another workbook, so can kind of continue on a path of the vision that I've had all these years, I actually shared a video that I recorded my kids and my best friend's kids and my little nephew doing a guppy ranger hike like 10 years ago or 11 years ago, and it's on YouTube, and I shared it on Friday so people that are seeing how much is going on now, that they could see the vision back then, and then working towards it, you know, and then showing, showcasing the cool things that we're doing now, but how it's been part of the vision that, that long, just finally getting the resources in place that we needed to, uh, to execute some of those other ideas that we've always had. So it's been a really cool year.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And, and, uh, yeah, having that vision for a long time and, and it takes a long time to get things going like this. And, uh, you know, you not only take uh, get kids out there to go fishing, but you help the parents along so that they can take them again also.
4: Yeah, that's kind of the the, the big p- part of, of doing more like a clinic style. Also listening, you know, I've been to the Fishing Summit a couple of years and ICAST and understanding like this R3 movement that's going around, you know, recruitment, retention, and reactivate. I've hosted a few kid fishing clinics and days like, you know, little pond fishing. So I kind of had an idea to see even stuff with the scouts, right, uh, That I, when I was a scout leader doing some R&D early on, I didn't realize. But if there's going to be a retention part of it and a reactivation part, you have to teach the whole family. And also, it, we're teaching the experience and the fun of being outdoors, right? So out of a family of three or four or five, one kid might be super diehard fisherman, right? But you got one that loves the marine biology aspect. You have the stewardship component, environmental stewardship, what one family member might like. You got the kid that wants to volunteer. And then introducing, so, so that way the day um, is it, something for everybody, right? If we're just going to let them catch a trout and put it in a bag and carry it off the dock, is that the same of recruiting anglers? And I don't think so because I've seen it where that same kid doesn't come back to the following year to catch another trout inside of a little in a little corral. So I started implementing. Okay, again, parents want to do it. Dads show up. Moms want to learn, and they're more likely to go to Big Five or Walmart or Kmart or Bass Pro Shops or somewhere and get some of the gear and then continue to do it versus just isolating the youth and then catching one for him, doing everything for them, and then them not you know doing it again. So there's a lot more to a day on the outdoors than that. I thought not. I, that's what I base our, our structure
0: on. Yeah, and that's the right way to do it. I believe you and I met the first time at a sport fishing summit, and um, I, I happen to sit on the R3 committee and, uh, and uh, have for the last several years since it used to be 60 and 60. It kind of morphed into R3. And uh, yeah, you're doing exactly what needs to be done uh, in in your area and others need to do this across the country to get people involved because the earlier we get them, you say, Grad- grade school, that's great. We all probably started with an aunt or an uncle or a grandfather or a family member fishing because they had a passion for it. We have a passion for it. We want to get others into it. And, and what you're doing is... Uh, I, I'm sure you have people uh, come back that say, hey, you, you opened the eyes for our family and my my child. And Do you get some of the parents and some of the even kids at this point, you've been doing it long enough that they were older, that come back and want to help?
4: We have the Guppy Ranger program. We had this last weekend. We had a kid named Brugan that we actually gave an anchovy award to. We gave that to this outstanding kind of volunteer. We named it after one of the same nephew that's in that video, of us hiking, Yeah, cousin's son. Um, his name was Anthony, so when he went to the Marines, we kept his uh, little legacy. We call it the Anchovy Anthony Allison anchovy Awards. So we gave it to Ruben because he comes in. He's a, um, he was a homeschooler. They came out with his school to our learning center, and they came to the pier. And he's kind of been with the program since. So this last Saturday, he was actually teaching knot tying as a—, as a, as a uh, instructor for the guppy ranger program you know and his mom was there and his little sister that was like two at the time olivia's like five now so yeah you get a chance we, we have a board member right now we're so one of the things you just mentioned was that not not everybody has an aunt or an uncle or a grandma that took them fishing america's changed just yep. those days we have a lot more cultures that come in that don't know fishing or don't utilize the coastline like we do so things have also changed. so some of it is a is a is a cultural um recreational pastime, right? It's not always some of these different uh, minorities that want to learn how to fish. You know, not everybody's a John Smith anymore, you know? People are changing the faces that are fishing as well. So to teach them, because they never had, it was not not part of what they did growing up, you know, versus, like, uh, the, fun, the money that they don't have is enough. Fishing can be intimidating, right? You walk into the get into those stores and you see all that gear and you're like I'd love to but I don't even know what to do with it all so we're going to find another something else we can do right or your kids sports where it's more um, spectating than actual engaging and that's what fishing is so there's a few things so to see Ruben come through and helping but then Adriana one of our board members she came in and she was out this weekend helping We did the Autistic Society on a on Saturday, we took them fishing as well on the pier, half of our our, our volunteers. But we're going in these other communities now to do surveys for another grant that is mostly Hispanic. So she's talking to them. She getting through the program with her kids, and now she's our a Spanish translator. You know, and she's able to talk to these other cultures in Spanish to buy us and get them outdoors fishing you know so again some of it it's not that they have a hardship they can't prevent them from fishing some of them some of it again it's just a different traditional recreational thing that they do on the weekend and introducing them to fishing and what's in their backyard too so that's been uh, our for retention and reactivation too versus just taking their their youth and showing them and then they go home and the parents don't know anything that they learned They're able to do it all together you know
0: yeah, and it's and contagious. I mean, you, you teach I others, and they, they want to teach people too because they've been taught something that they're having fun at, they're enjoying. Uh, to find out more, communitykevin.com is the best way you said?
4: Yeah, communitykevin.com. You can check out Rowlinger's Fishing Show, Row Guppy Outdoors, and Row Radio
0: there you go all of the above founder executive director communitykevin.com. thanks again for being on we won't make it so long before we call you again for another update always appreciate your time and i appreciate what you're doing out there on the west coast
4: thank you very much check it out thank you
0: no problem that was CommunityKevin.com. i am dave kranz this is the we fish asa podcast and this segment is always brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. Calcutta Outdoors, from bluegill to bluefin, Calcutta Outdoors has the innovative outdoor recreational brands that consumers are looking for. We offer a wide range of trusted products, from fishing rods, combos, and tackle to coolers, drinkware, outdoor apparel, and marine accessories. Calcutta Outdoors. Iowa, our SV system is made with one thing in mind, casting control. The design of the spool, as well as how the spool interacts with the braking system, gives maximum control and ease of use when it comes to situations people might generally struggle with. Whether it's casting lightweight baits, skipping, pitching, casting into the wind, or even if you're just getting accustomed to a bait casting reel, SV is designed to help you excel. When set properly, SV reels virtually eliminate backlashes. Diowa. St.
2: Croix, crafting the best rods on earth takes a team effort. takes a lot of hands to produce a St. Croix fishing rod, 32 to be exact. Every rod we manufacture is carefully crafted, assembled, and tested by passionate professionals who want to ensure you have the best fishing experience possible. St. Croix, the best rods on earth
0: welcome back to the we Fish asa podcast i am dave kranz and this segment is brought to you by the proud industry members of the american sport fishing association my next guest had been on a few times before back to back i believe when he won the bassmaster classic twice in a row and jordan lee welcome back sounds like you want to go win a third one
3: huh. yeah that's always uh that's always the dream goal but honestly i'm uh Coming back to to Bassmaster, I'm, I'm excited about it, and I'm, my goal this year is just to make it back. You know, I mean, it's, it's not a not a walk in the park just to get there. So uh, that's the number one goal.
0: Yeah, and and it isn't a walk in the park. Uh, and I'm sure you've been paying attention to a lot of these young anglers that are, uh, especially the group that's coming up this year. Um, I've had a couple of them on on this program, and these these guys are are. Like we, you were when you started out, they were pretty young, and some of them even younger. There, there's uh, 18, 19, 20, 21s, and, and they're good, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. They're really
3: good. You know, they've. Um, it is, it, you know, I, I don't know what to, you know, point a finger at why, why these younger generations are so good, but, you know, the technology, so we all know it's changed, you know, with, with forward facing sonar and. and they just adapt to it so quick and you know, they grew up fishing with and they're just dialed in with it, you know, and they, they can find fish really quick. And, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, you know, next year there's a young, young, I call him a kid cause I guess he is, but I mean, he's, you know, 14 years younger than me. Uh, you know, he's 18 or 19. And so, you, you know, I mean, it's just crazy how, you know, there's the younger groups coming up and it's just getting stronger and stronger.
0: It, it is. And, and uh, I think you're referring to Trey McKinney. I uh, yeah. am. And, and I know I, Trey very well because we both run Charger Boats and uh, have a, a, a sponsor in, yeah. in kind with St. Croix uh, Rods. And, and, and I'm also from Illinois. We're taping in Northern Illinois and Trey's from Southern Illinois. And I know him. I met him when he was 14 years old. And. My comment to some people that I know from Iowa and from St. Croix, I said, this kid is the real deal. And my statement at that time was, he is the next Kevin Van Dam. <laughs> and and that was that yeah. was like four or five years ago, which is pretty crazy because he's starting to prove
2: that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's starting to prove it. And uh, he'll, he'll definitely be, you know, he'll be great uh, the years to come and, he's definitely made a name for himself already. So uh, looking forward to fishing against him. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of a lot of really good young kids coming up.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
3: It's, 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 how, it's how the sport is. That's how different sports are, too. You know, you look at NFL and, you know, uh, any, any professional sport, and, man, the younger kids coming in, they're hungry. They want to catch them. And uh, it's tough for us old guys just to keep up. Yeah,
0: and and you you uh, say you're not sure how they did it, but everything's taped, everything's videoed, everything. They can go back and watch how y- you won uh, the classic. They can go back and watch a, um, old old taped stuff, you know, and and seminars yeah. and Bass University and everything else that's out there. The education is there, and they start watching this stuff when they're ten, twelve years old.
3: Yeah, you're right, and you know they go they can go put it in into place and putting the time on the water and they just you know it's it's definitely impressive uh but you know gonna have my work cut out for me the next you know but that's what that's what i love about it i love the competition um and you know it's it's ever changing that's the one cool thing about our sport it's just always changing and uh but
0: i'm looking forward to the years to come absolutely absolutely so what's the path what are you what are you going to be fishing uh this year for 2024 this
3: year, I'm going to be fishing uh, the Bass Elite's uh, all nine, and I'm also going to be fishing uh, Major League Fishing's Heavy Hitters Tournament, uh, which I won in 2020 um, on Kissimmee. It's actually back on Kissimmee. Okay. Um, I qualified it for it this year. It's awesome. Really cool tournament. Um you know, a hundred thousand to the biggest big bass on the final day. Uh, fishing that, um, like I said, fishing all the Bassmaster Elite tournaments and the Red Crest, which is in in March. Um, fishing that as well, and uh,
2: so yeah, I got got a full schedule ahead. Yeah. So, uh, but
0: you know, looking definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's uh, others that have uh, fished uh, both sides, uh, and, you know, with the intention of, you know, maybe deciding on one side. But, uh, you know, do you jump? Does your schedule have where you have the availability to jump into anything else like a like a Toyota or any opens or anything or not really don't have the time?
3: Yeah, I'm probably gonna jump in a Toyota series uh, on Gunners. We'll just kind of get the year started, and then actually just gonna fish three back to back. Gonna fish that Toyota, and then then um, then the two bass elites in Texas back to back. So um, yeah, I'm I, you know MLF. I'm not fishing the you know the Bass Pro Tour next right. year. Um, just fishing the tournaments I qualified for, and you know that's something when I was. On the Angler Board MLF, we wanted to get changed. You know, if you qualify for an event, no matter if you retire, if you you know change leagues, that you're still able to fish. And um, so I'm, I'm glad we got that you know changed. Um, and yeah, I have a full schedule, but you know, I'm like I said, I'm just excited to get to get the year going. And I know it'll be here
0: quick. Yeah, and I think that was a good change for you guys to get to if you qualified. Well, you got a Kevin Van Dam. he retired and yet he's gonna be fishing Redcrest, I believe, right? That's correct. So yep. so that'll be I think his last major tournament. But he's he was on the program here a few weeks ago and we talked about Yeah, uh, they will. Yeah, and he he's he's gonna be so busy with everything else and you know, there are a lot of lot of the older guys now are retiring because uh the game has changed. They've played it long enough and it is not easy to stay on the road, is it?
3: It's not. I mean, I get it. You know, I, I don't, you know, this year's Rick Klon's 50th year yeah. fishing professionally. I'm like, man, I just want to make it till I'm 50. <laughs> you know? Um, and 50 years is a lot of years competing and fishing. And, I mean, it's just, that's just tough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they keep at it. And, I mean, there's a lot of guys that just haven't retired and, um, you know, that are still out there grinding, and I mean, it, it's definitely that, um, the travel and um, tournament to tournament, and I mean, it, it's a lot. It wears on your body, and you know, all these guys had multiple surgeries, and it's tough, I mean, for sure um, year after year, but you know, a lot of guys
0: still do it. They do, and it's fun. But I want to talk about your sponsors, but we have to take a quick commercial break for our sponsors. Uh, we'll be back with more Jordan Lee in a few minutes. I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast.
4: For
1: most anglers, the unexpected is expected. But what you can do is take matters into the seat of your, well, shorts. Meet Aftco's Overboard Shorts, winner of the iCast Best in category for technical clothing. Built with a 100% submersible pocket that keeps the unexpected dry dock for the other guy. Overboard keeps the good times rolling and your valuable safe for the next adventure. Overboard Shorts from Aftco. Learn more at aftco.com overboard.
0: For over 75 years here at St. Croix, we believe every angler deserves the best fishing experience possible in being equipped and prepared for the moment opportunity strikes. You can only provide control if you are in control. Our legacy is being written every day with decisions today determining our successes tomorrow. We value contributions and successes of all individuals, protecting and preserving the things that matter most, taking care of people like family, The Persistent Pursuit of Perfection, St. Croix.
2: Daiwa, MagForce Z, similar design to our SV system. Reels with MagForce Z excel when it comes to casting control while fishing bigger, heavier baits. Our standard reels have a fixed rotor on the spool, meaning the braking pressure is consistent across the entirety of the cast. MagForce Z incorporates a spool that has a dynamic rotor that can adjust out and back from the spool. This gives you maximum control and casting precision diowa
0: the we fish asa podcast is back and this program is brought to you by the proud industry members of the american sport fishing association i am dave Cranston. i am here with jordan lee welcome back jordan Hey man how you doing so it sounds like you got a really busy schedule coming up for 2024 and that that's a good thing because i don't believe there's uh, replacement for time on the water. Who keeps you on the water? Who are your sponsors going forward?
3: Yeah, you know, uh, Pure Fishing. They've I, I've been with them since you know twenty into twenty eighteen. You know, it's Abu Garcia. Uh, you know, Berkeley. Um, you know, they've really uh, came out with a lot of great products over the years, and and continue to be really innovative too, and and got some really cool stuff coming out. Uh, this year um, but you know Ranger Yamaha they've, they've been around for, with me a while and you know a lot of the industry sponsors you know I've had some non-endemic companies come and, come and go but you know the industry sponsors is what a lot of you know a lot of us anglers really count on and um, you know it's in the good times and bad and you know I mean COVID years were great and you know starting to starting to change a little bit right now but you know they still they're still there and um, you know we really can't thank them enough so I've uh, been blessed to have those companies all of them work with me.
0: Yep, and, but you work very hard for them. It's a two-way street, and I think the kids that are in high school and college that are aspiring to be uh, the next Jordan Lee or, or want to fish professionally or possibly just want to be in the industry, uh, it's important that they have a passion for the company as they pick and have product knowledge because it comes down to product sales, doesn't it?
3: It does. You know, I mean, really now, I mean, over even doing well in events, tournaments, um, and making it even to the top level. Really, it's really about, you know, uh, visibility, you know, visibility on social media and uh, just, you know, having a niche on social media where, you know, you find something that people want to watch and people that they want to, uh, you know, kind of gravitate to, you You can teach. and I mean, you know, everybody's different on social media, and but that's really where that's where the value is now it's not oh you came in fifth place in a tournament it's you know i mean that helps but for the really just the legit legitimate legitimacy side of it but um you know it's just so important now for you know anglers to really get involved in that And these younger kids are really noticing that as well but um it's, it's definitely
0: valuable yeah because it, it's not that just the guy that wins is good out there everybody you're competing against everybody that makes it to the upper levels are good and they, they have something to say and the reason they're there is they they know and, and you're you're spot on with if you can teach that to somebody else and get those hits and get those follows on whatever social media you do or all of them that, that's more important I think than uh, it's a marketing gig is what they're doing they're, they're, they're sponsoring you and you're marketing their products
3: that's correct that's what it is now it's it's just a it's a marketing game it's it's been like that for a long time it's just changing and the way that these companies can can market and they can just reach so many people now um through their anglers and through you know social media influencers and um it's it's definitely changed fishing i mean the companies are they definitely love it And then for the professional anglers, it's really made it tougher um, just because you can't just rely on, you know, um, just doing well in tournaments to, you know, be able to, you know, sell product. I mean, it it can help at times, but um, it's definitely not the end all be all.
0: No, no. You used to have to go to, you would only see the fans if they would uh, attend a sports show and you were speaking and presenting or on a hog trough or whatever. And, and now, I think in today's world, they expect to see you almost every day, even if it's a short clip, even if it's a minute or two. They want to see the people that they're following. And there's so many people that are good at the social media. They'll, they'll, they'll go to somebody else and, and you'll yep. be replaced.
3: You're right. I mean, it, it, you can get so much information. We were talking about it before we started filming. Just how you can go on, you know, YouTube or you know, Instagram, and just really find out anything you need to know um, about whatever lake you're fishing or whatever technique. And so, you know, it's constantly getting put out there. And, you know, you just you got to find your way and all that. it's definitely definitely changed, but um, you just got to you just got to train with it
0: yep you do and it, and it's uh you have and uh you're gonna go forward and uh take a little different path now and uh in some ways that that's got to be kind of exciting doesn't it
3: it is exciting i mean you know i felt like it was just for me just kind of it was just time to um you know I, I, I love i mean i had fun this year honestly i you know, fishing back you know five fish limits and um just normal, really, tournament scenarios. Um, And, you know, that's just something I really wanted to do going forward. Um, I was, you know, I understood why MLF did it and I understood why, you know, they they wanted to change. But um, I just felt like if the opportunity came up and it, you know, it it came up um, when Larry Nixon, you know, decided to retire and I just thought, man, this is probably – You know, if I was gonna uh, go back to bass, and I got the opportunity right now, you know, um, this is probably the year to do it. And so,
2: that it was not an easy decision, and you know, but I am
3: excited going forward. I'm excited for the years ahead, and um, just look forward to you know get back competing with bass. And it's going to be different for sure. I mean, it's been a while, Um, so it's gonna it's gonna take feel like it's going to take some time to get adjusted but you know hopefully we can get adjusted pretty
0: quick yeah yeah is there some level of excitement that you're still fishing for what you qualified for too i mean doing both divisions i mean i i think all you'd have to do is probably talk to john cox or somebody that's doing done multiple stuff i mean i those schedules it's going to be probably the busiest schedule you've had in your life isn't it yeah probably so i mean even without you know, some of those guys,
2: Keith, O'Shea and John, I mean they fished both tours and man, I don't know how they've done
3: that. I mean, just a couple extra tournaments thrown in there though, it's it's gonna be a little bit busier, but you know, I think it's it's pretty much well top heavy in the spring and summer and you know, when it gets late summer, fall, that's that's the time you can you, you can uh, Rest up a little bit, so uh, it'll be busy. But you know, I'm—I I, think—I uh, think I'm up for the challenge.
0: Yeah, I think you are too, and and uh, you've, you have a proven track record. You're. Uh, to the kids that just qualified for the elites this year, you are a veteran at 32 years old because you've been there for a long time. And uh, like you said, the age of how old these they are compared, to the ones that are up and coming. And there's there's some behind them that are, are that young or younger that I some of them are going to make it. It's crazy how this, this sport is changing. But uh, I have always enjoyed following you and... Uh, uh, Appreciate your time anytime you come on the podcast. And uh, I don't think it'll be the last time that I call you to be on.
3: Man, I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, always good talking to you. And, you know, we'll stay in touch. Hopefully, uh, hopefully be back on again
0: here soon. I, I think you will, Jordan. I appreciate your time. Thank you. You have a great day and good luck on the 2024 season. All right, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you are welcome that was Jordan Lee I am Dave Kranz this is the We Fish ASA podcast and this program is always brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association I'd like to thank Calcutta an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors St. Croix the best rods on earth and iowa they've got your bass covered thank you to dan Johnson talking about our changing industry and what new and amazing things continue to come out look forward to seeing what happens in the next couple years communitykevin.com kevin brandon founder and executive director real guppy outdoors take a look at what he uh is doing in on the west coast doing a lot of good getting families involved in fishing and you heard from jordan lee and the path that he's taking for his career move maybe we'll see jordan lee win another bassmaster classic i'm looking forward to bringing you the we Fish asa podcast next week until then please take someone fishing to help grow our sport